Chapter Seven of Around the World in Eighty Days by Jules Verne. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter Seven, which once more demonstrates the uselessness of passports as aids to detectives. The detective passed down the quay and rapidly made his way to the consul's office where he was at once admitted to the presence of that official consul said he without preamble i have strong reason for believing that my man is a passenger on the mongolia and he narrated what had just passed concerning the passport well mr fix replied the consul i shall not be sorry to see the rascal's face but perhaps he won't come here that is if he is the person you suppose him to be a robber doesn't quite like to leave traces of his flight behind him, and, besides, he is not obliged to have his passport countersigned. If he is as shrewd as I think he is, Consul, he will come. To have his passport visaed? Yes. Passports are only good for annoying honest folks and aiding in the flight of rogues. I assure you it will be quite the thing for him to do but i hope you will not visa the passport why not if the passport is genuine i have no right to refuse still i must keep this man here until i can get a warrant to arrest him from london ah that's your lookout but i cannot the consul did not finish his sentence for as he spoke a knock was heard at the door and two strangers answered one of whom was the servant whom fix had met on the quay the other, who was his master, held out his passport with the request that the consul would do him the favor to visa it. The consul took the document and carefully read it, whilst Fix observed, or rather devoured, the stranger with his eyes from a corner of the room. "'You are Mr. Phileas Fogg,' said the consul, after reading the passport. "'I am.' "'And this man is your servant?' "'He is a Frenchman named Passepartout.' "'You are from London?' "'Yes.' "'And you are going—' to bombay very good sir you know that a visa is useless and that no passport is required i know it sir replied phileas fogg but i wish to prove by your visa that i came to suez very well sir the consul proceeded to sign and date the passport after which he added his official seal mr fogg paid the customary fee coldly bowed and went out followed by his servant well queried the detective well he looks and acts like a perfectly honest man, replied the consul. Possibly, but that is not the question. Do you think, consul, that this phlegmatic gentleman resembles, feature by feature, the robber whose description I have received? I concede that. But, then, you know, all descriptions. I'll make certain of it, interrupted Fix. The servant seems to me less mysterious than the master. Besides, he's a Frenchman and can't help talking. Excuse me for a little while, Consul. Fix started off in search of Passepartout. Meanwhile, Mr. Fogg, after leaving the consulate, repaired to the quay, gave some orders to Passepartout, went off to the Mongolia in a boat, and descended to his cabin. He took up his notebook, which contained the following memoranda. Left London, Wednesday, October 2nd, at 8.45 p.m. Reached Paris, October 3rd. At 7.20 a.m. Left Paris, Thursday, at 8.40 a.m. Reached Turin by Mount Sunny, 
Friday, October 4th at 6.35 a.m. Left Turin Friday at 7.20 a.m. Arrived at Brindisi Saturday, October 5th at 4 p.m. Sailed on the Mongolia Saturday at 5 p.m. Reached Suez Wednesday, October 9th at 11 a.m. Total of hours spent, 158 plus, or in days, six days and a half. These dates were inscribed in an itinerary divided into columns, indicating the month, the day of the month, the day for the stipulated and actual arrivals at each principal point, Paris, Brindisi, Suez, Bombay, Calcutta, Singapore, Hong Kong, Yokohama, San Francisco, New York, and London, from the 2nd of October to the 21st of December, and giving a space for setting down the gain made or the loss suffered on arrival at each locality. This methodical record thus contained an account of everything needed, and Mr. Fogg always knew whether he was behindhand or in advance of his time. On this Friday, October ninth, he noted his arrival at Suez, and observed that he had as yet neither gained nor lost. He sat down quietly to breakfast in his cabin, never once thinking of inspecting the town, being one of those Englishmen who are wont to see foreign countries through the eyes of their domestics. End of chapter 7